All right, welcome. It is Monday, March 22nd, the Ohioan Podcast. I'm here with Brandon and Craig. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you? Good. Fantastic. I'm doing pretty well for Monday. I used to Monday exams or or trouble times, but I'm actually feeling okay today. It's it's pretty good. Um, We got a lot to talk about. And I always want to remind our listeners, we're not really a sports talk podcast. We may... Uh, we do some sports talk on some sideshows, but I don't want to necessarily talk games. But there's a couple things in Ohio uh, that happened sports-wise that were kind of interesting over the weekend. Um, this was the start of March Madness, and um, Brandon and I aren't really college basketball fans per se, but uh, Craig is a big one, and Ohio had a couple big news. Um, Ohio had a big upset over the weekend. Ohio University, they beat Virginia. Uh, which was kind of big and notable. But also, there was a huge celebration on, in campus and around Athens where there's a ton of people out there. Um, I'm like, a lot of Ohio University um, supporters and faithful, but at the same time, it was kind of crowded. Uh, not much social distancing, and the college came out and was kind of concerned about that. And they said, hey, if we win again, we don't want to do this again. Um, Brandon, what do you think happened over the weekend? Uh, someone dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, it seems like it's, it's, this is just another little dot, mostly in the bigger story of as um, restrictions and whatnot are getting rolled back, vaccines are coming out. I, I think people are sort of even getting more lax. I mean, Miami. Down in Miami, Florida, there was a lot of spring breakers just having, like, partying like it's, I don't know, like it's 2019, I suppose. And, um, you know, they had to break up crowds down there. But um, so up here, I mean, you know, weather's not as nice as Miami, but, um, you know, there was a lot to celebrate for sure for um, folks down in Athens and uh, and Ohio University alumni. But, um, yeah, that that wasn't good still. (laughs) But um, happy for... Happy for the school, nonetheless, to see them um, uh, make uh, their way up in this tournament. Well, and, and their show picture will be uh, one of the pictures of the celebration, so everyone knows what we're talking about. But, yeah, it was kind of jarring. Um, Craig, is Ohio University a party school? I, I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know – known for that here in the state, you know, especially around Halloween time, but, um, so uh, I wasn't parties are epic or no, yeah. known. I never gone to one sadly, but, uh, no, no, neither have I, but, you know, obviously there was a lot to celebrate. You know, they did technically beat the defending national champion since there wasn't a champion crown last year. So mm. it was a big day for them. And, um, you know, I think to some degree we can understand the excitement, but, uh, Hopefully this doesn't uh, derail the college's opportunity to continue having classes or maybe, you know, just in general, the state's ability to, to get closer to that 50, you know, 50 cases per 100,000 people where we're trying to, you know, get beyond this and maybe be able to take off some of those health orders. From what I gather, and Craig, we should ask you this because you're the one that probably know the most about on-the-court stuff. I guess Virginia had some COVID concerns before the game. Um, They were healthy, and I guess OU's been playing better. So it was still upset, but wasn't as shocking as some thought. I mean, some people, from what I heard, were pegging this to be upset even before the game. 
Yeah, this was this was one of those. There's always those lower seeded upsets, and and I think going into it, you know, when the, when the game was announced and it was sort of announced that Virginia would not be able to, um, you know, go to their their you know their game site until the day before on Friday. I think a lot of people thought they'd be at a heavy disadvantage. They were still favored to win, but not by a lot. And I think there was a lot of people. I picked this as an upset. I think there was just a lot of people that thought Ohio would come out on top because they did have some talent. And Virginia was kind of playing this, you know, game where they weren't, be, they wouldn't be able to travel until the day before. And you know, who knows what kind of practice time they had beforehand, and you know how challenging it can be to travel a day before a game when you're usually not used to doing that for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking. Um... Cole Daniel Barons, I think he interned with the dispatch, but he's now the assistant editor of the Athens Messenger. He was sharing some of the hate he was getting online, and um, he said Athens can thank Cole Barons when they're locked down more because he thinks the media is his friend. Uh, she, I'm assuming they're referring to the media, is going to make your school look really bad to the world. So, Brandon, again, a media person gets criticized for sharing what was happening. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that was. So, yeah, a lot of weird stuff happening with that. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess the other news, not a surprise, uh, Cleveland State, um, they lost, just to mention it. I guess that was the other Ohio team in the March Madness this year, right, Craig? Well, that in Ohio State, yeah, Cleveland State was right, Yeah, third. we'll talk with them in a sec, yeah. yeah. Yep, Cleveland State was in there, but uh, – Obviously, they lost, but that was really more of an expected outcome. And OU plays again tonight. We're recording this on Monday, so they play tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Who do, who do they play tonight? Uh, let me check really quick because I'm drawing a blank here. They okay. played Creighton. Yeah, they played Creighton. Wow. Okay. So it could be another win, possibly. I don't know. It's, it's possible, yeah. Wow. Strange, strange things have happened in this tournament already, so who knows? Well, and speaking of strange, Ohio State, who they're one of the top teams in the country, but they played very uneven throughout the year, uh, to be polite. Uh, they actually lost their first round game against Oral Roberts. You might say, what's Oral Roberts? It's actually a TV evangelist uh, who started school, and it was interesting. Um, Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16 now, like a, I don't know if it's a Christian school, but like a Christian-founded school. Abilene Christian beat Texas, and Loyal of Chicago mm. won. So if you're a religious school, it's a pretty good weekend. <laughs> if you got schools in March Madness, it's kind of interesting. Um, again, we're not a sports show, so I can't really get too much in the X's and O's of what happened. But what happened after the game was kind of notable. Um, E.J. Liddell, who arguably is Ohio State's best player, uh, he was a Big Ten uh, first-team guy. After the game, he shared uh, some Twitter messages and kind of pretty threatening, a lot of vulgar stuff. And he said, what's going on? You, you know, I, I've never seen this before. This is kind of, you know, he's used to comments after games, but there was a lot of vitriol um, dealt to him. And it got a lot of attention. Uh, from the media over the weekend, uh, Charles Barkley uh, said, hey, this is why I don't do social media. Uh, Brandon, you know, it shouldn't be surprising, but I guess maybe the 
the scope and the degrees they were doing was kind of shocking. What what was your take on that? Yeah, it's just unfortunate to see some of those kind of obnoxious Ohio State fans kind of direct some of that attack on players directly through social media. It's just disgusting, really. But, um, yeah, it's funny. But on Twitter, you know, you go throughout it and people, you know, it's, it's it became a conversation mostly about Ohio State fandom, whether it's healthy or toxic. or um, So that's really what I thought that kind of caught my attention about it. But, um, you know, just – don't do that. I don't know what else can be added or said. Just treat people with respect. Yeah, yeah I think, too, I, I mean, I'm not even a fan of Ohio State. I, I, I shared a message with four people saying, you know, geez, Ohio State, you know. And, yeah, it was a shocking loss. And if you're a Ohio State fan, it's a disappointing loss. But I think there's a, a healthy response to say, crap, we lost to a bad, well, not bad team, but maybe a team on paper we should be, but it was weird to see that hateful response. And, you know, one guy said it, and I, I think we've been accused of being too one way, but, you know, one of the writers said, hey, it's interesting how the black star player got that. And apparently no other player or coach got that same response. So kind of made you think, are we saying that because more racism or anything else? I mean, Craig, what did you think of after seeing that? Well, it's it's disturbing to say the least. That you know, especially for a guy that you know, if Ohio State lost, it certainly wasn't because of him. I mean, he put you know, he filled the stat sheet up: twenty three points, fourteen rebounds. Uh, you know, I, I understand frustrations because you know they lost to a team they probably shouldn't have lost. They probably would have beat them nine times out of ten. They just happened to just play them on the wrong day at the wrong time in the wrong place. But it happens in the NCAA tournament. It's rare for a two seed to lose to a 15 seed. And I think a lot of people had high expectations for this team. A lot of people thought maybe even a final four run because of how good this team played this year. But, you know, they got beat. You lost to a, a team that, you know, just got on a hot streak and that's it. That happens. But, you know, it doesn't excuse anybody's, you know, Twitter mentions or, you know, Twitter messages to this guy and, and especially him specifically, even though he is the best player, but there's really no need to single this guy out or anybody out on the team. They lost, you, you move on and you just hope for a better result in football. You hope for a better result next year in basketball, just the way it happened. And I just can't understand why people would be so hurtful and mean to someone that has, you know, more, more to his life than basketball. Let's put it that way. Brandon, what do you think the fine line is? Because, obviously, the stuff that was said to E.J. Liddell, and we'll have a link to the story. Uh, Adam Jardy, the Columbus Dispatch reporter, uh, did screenshots. So, if you really like, well, what was said? Well, yeah, it was pretty harmful. It was pretty hateful. You can see it on the link. But what do you think? Is there a fine line between – I mean, you're a soccer fan. I mean, I'm sure you get upset if the crew loses or uh, Man City loses or anything. What's, what's that fine line? Because pe people do comment. I mean, I've commented when my Pittsburgh Steelers get beat by bad teams and something. I mean, granted, it's not to that scope, but do you think that fine line's too rough? Because we all get upset when our team loses. Oh, sure. I mean, there's like, you know, you might... And usually it's more, you know... And there's it's fine to an extent of criticism of, of, of performance, in a sense. Like, you know, or... Um, Maybe you're making snarky observations, 
I think. But this was like, this wasn't even, I think these were done via, via direct message on a social media platform. And these were like attacking his, uh, the, the, like some racial slurs. This was like some, some like really, it was just like in profanity, but really it was like the consistency of like this guy is, imagine if this was done in person. Like, you know, if I'm walking by this player and I say something like, oh, nice performance tonight or, you know, you, you screwed it up. Um, and I'm being, I'm using, I'm using very PG language right. here. But right. imagine if, but this, this is the equivalent of someone going up into this guy's face and yelling right. and screaming and saying all, all these nasty things add to his, to his face. Um, that would, you would, that would, that's, 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 you could see that's a better way of describing the line. Uh, just imagine it, just basically try to imagine if this was, this uh, conversation happened in person and the line's a lot clearer in that sense. I kind of think, and I'll ask Craig for Brand, chime in if you have any other ideas. We're not all pod, well, we are podcasters, but not everybody in the world's a podcaster. I, I kind of think about, of think about how you would respond in a podcast. Yeah, you might be more emotional than if you're covering it for, like if you were the beat writer for the team. You know, you could share a little bit more emotion and passion. But think about it as if you're on a podcast. You don't want to be on a public podcast and say, hi, I'm bashing you. I'm doing racial slurs and anything. I mean, I tend to be more of, if you're going to be upset, if you're going to share it on social media, do it more of an analysis. Like, man, we play bad. I wish we played better. Or, man, I wish, you know, we don't play down the competition or anything. Um, you know, be it more of a criticism analysis point instead of, hey, I don't like you because of this or your characteristic or whatever. I, I mean, do you think that might be... I mean, obviously, people are dumb, but people are going to be dumb with social media, but is that the better way of handling it, Craig, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Brandon hit the nail on the head. I mean, you can, you know, until the cows come home, criticize someone's play on the court, maybe how the team played, how someone just maybe didn't show up, but when you start getting into these hurtful, racist tones, it just... it it trumps anything that you could say, whether it's through direct message or through Twitter that you just say, well, Ohio state was terrible, you know, or they didn't play their a game or they happen to just run into the wrong team at the wrong time. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. I think that's fair game. I think, I think people come to expect that, you know, I think Ohio, even college athletes kind of come to expect people criticizing them for not playing their best or be, beating a team that people expected them to beat. But once you start getting into these racial overtones, it just whatever whatever you say after that is just worthless, in my opinion. Yeah, I was looking for some of the comments. Um, at the dispatch, we had a story on Saturday about it, and had a couple of follow-ups, and you know the one comment that struck out to say, "Well, he plays for Ohio State. Uh, he has thin skin." No, that's not it. I mean, it's one thing if you're a Ohio State player and you're reading comments and going, "Oh man, I, I hate how people." thought we'd choke the game or whatever. I mean, that's a fair comment. But, again, when you're attacking somebody, you know, racially or – and some of the, sex, the sexual stuff, I mean, it's like it, we don't deserve it. And I, I, I think there's some people out there that say, well, that's what they said when I was a kid. Or that's what, you know, happened. Well, we don't have to be like that in the future. Just because we've had a history of saying awful things to people after games or whatever – that doesn't mean we have to extend that in the future. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll behave better. Hopefully uh, and, and we're rooting for our higher teams. Hopefully Ohio beats Creighton tonight, but hopefully we can 
stay off the streets or celebrate a little bit more um, socially distance, I guess. And then hopefully if Ohio or, or your favorite team out there loses, yeah, stay off social media. It's probably it's probably good not to say anything. You know, you might say, oh, I'm frustrated my team lost. But if you say anything more than that, that's where you get in trouble and you just get way over bound. So, I don't know. Brandon, how much of the March Madness did you watch over the weekend? I'm scared to answer that question, but uh, <laughs> zero, Chris. I got to say, the only thing I watched was the last like three minutes of the Ohio State game, and that was just because I was in my office podcasting, and I saw a word saying Ohio State might lose. So I had the game on mute when I was doing another podcast. That, that was it. So I looked up and said, wow, Ohio State lost. But other than that, then uh, messaging my work to say, oh, geez, Ohio State, that was about it. Because honestly, for me, it bothered me more because for the sake of our papers, it probably been better for papers if Ohio State made a run. So that's where my passion lied in saying, hey, you know, we probably get more clicks if Ohio State made a deep run than if they lost in the first one. So. That was it. But honestly, today, I probably won't watch that much. I, Craig, why are you starting on a Saturday Sunday? Uh, well, that was mostly due to COVID. Um, there were, uh, I know, uh, well, Virginia, as we talked about, had issues with uh, COVID, and they weren't able to come in until Friday, which meant, you know, games are usually Thursday or Friday in the NCAA tournament. That's how they do it, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday. And uh, also, Kansas University had an issue uh, with with COVID related protocols, so a lot of it was delaying it so those teams could pretty much get their games going and play. So, so um, is this next round like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You know, I don't think they've. Um, I don't know if they've confirmed that or not. I think when I went uh, and kind of looked ahead, I think they they might be scheduling for the traditional uh, Thursday, but actually. I looked at my my Yahoo Sports bracket, um, or my Yahoo Sports app, and it looks like they're going to do the Saturday, um, Monday, and Sunday, or the Saturday, you know, kind of thing. So um, I don't know if they're going to change that or not. You know, if people avoid protocols, but you know, at this point, the way they're doing it, I think, is teams are going to be going back home to their home state and then traveling oh. again for the next week. So. I'd almost think you might be better off just doing an every other day kind of thing to, to keep them in a bubble like the NBA did last year. But obviously they are college kids and they have exams and things like that, maybe before spring break. And, you know, you only get so much time for spring break. So maybe they've decided to keep this, you know, this window open and they could adjust it too if COVID protocols maybe occur. So I guess it's kind of a wait and see when they decide to schedule things. They're all in one state. They did Indiana Chairs, so they kind yeah. of eliminate all the travel. Brandon, this whole thing could be done. They could just keep the guys playing. You, you could play games every day. You could probably get to the Final Four by Wednesday, maybe. How about that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it'd be a little tired, I think, doing that. Yeah. Well, and one of the big things about this tournament is, you know, Thursday, Friday, you know, take off work or play hooky from work or anything. And I, I guess we got deprived of that, too. One more comment, and I, I'm going to get in trouble, seriously, if I say who it is. Um, probably shouldn't even say this. I, I, I've i given up doing brackets. I know we tried to do a bracket contest, and that guy fell behind the wayside. Our apologies for that. Uh, if anybody signed up, we will 
uh, give you guys entries in our April contest. But um, a close family member, I'll just phrase it like that, I've helped her with brackets in the in the past. And uh, she does one for her work. And I, the only advice I gave her, because I've fallen out of touch with college basketball, is to say the lower numbers are typically the better teams, but pick some high numbers because the high numbers should win. Well, this close family member of mine forgot to ask me before this tournament. So over the weekend, I said, oh, did you join the tournament? And I was shown the bracket. It, they, the final was Cleveland State against UC Greensboro. And I was kind of <laughs> like, oops, <laughs> that's not good. So even though I've watched probably a couple minutes of college basketball, I knew that probably wouldn't happen. And I was asked, hey, am I going to win? And I said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my so, Cleveland yeah. State. Well, yeah. Gotta have fun well, with it sometimes. This person, and again, if this person's listening, I'm not saying your name. It's a close family member. Uh, this person did pick Abilene Christian over Texas, so I did give credit to this person for that. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks for checking out the home. We'll be back soon with another segment. Um, as always, uh, check your sponsors: um, Mainly Man Company, Chase Bank, and Dropbox. And thanks for checking out the home. We really appreciate it. Have a good one.